<laughs> you bought a cow, Nate. <laughs> uh, actually, I did buy a whole cow's tongue, but that's another story. <laughs> I really did. It's horrible. It's, it, you know, like, um, it looks like something that's come off a sprue of Tyranids and then 3D printed at real size. I hate it. Um, no, the real news is, and I often feel I'm a little behind uh, on on some of the game's news. Um, so I thought I'd just show my news chops today. Uh, and I got Ashley to write down a page of very exciting news uh, about Korean pop group BTS not joining the army in the same order oh, as she yeah. thought they were going to. Uh, and I thought the attempt to summarize <laughs> that might sound unhinged enough to be entertaining. Yeah, go for it. So... Uh, it's 18 months compulsory military service in Korea, or 26, if you're doing like social volunteering, I think. But anyway, there's three in the army at the moment, uh, out of seven. But now, the other four are all going to enlist at once. And they're called RM, standing for Research Machines. Um, v, uh, Jimin, and Jungkook. So those are the five. And they're all going to be in the army at once, and apparently... That's that's like when the Cataclysm expansion dropped for World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> she's even drawn a small picture for me now of BTS, uh, their stick, stick figures. Three of them have army hats. Four of them have freshly shaved heads. And they're being felt by the, the already enlisted members of BTS. Not in a creepy way. Apparently it is a tradition when you're enlisted... Uh, that everyone feels your freshly shorn scalp. Okay, right. Um, so I, I even have a picture to go with this new story, and that was the news. Forms. Good. <laughs> that is a big deal, though. Like, imagine, imagine it being in the nineties and Westlife just all joined the army. It's, it's a strange. <laughs> thing to get. If you were like, yeah, if you're about to like do a war, like a firefight, fucking Brian from Westlife <laughs> screaming like a, a, a banshee. Runs down the hill at you. It's take that in 1992, but Robbie Williams is selected to pilot a mech against a ruthless alien invasion force. Actually, he that would love that. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim, but like Robbie and Gary have to learn how to. to <laughs> <laughs> no, massive aircraft carrier size Jaeger with all of NSYNC having to move in sync to pilot it. Wow. Oh god. Alright, yeah, mate, that's your next that's your next film. <laughs> I want it by twenty twenty five. What a sequel that would be. 
This is uh, the Electronic Wireless Show, Season 2, Episode 39, Rock, Paper, Shotguns, PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which is that of Alice Bell. It is not, in fact, uh, <laughs> a, a pop star-themed week, but we can sort of make it that, I suppose, I don't know. Um, we're going to talk about GTA 6 um, this week. Rather than you best start rather believing in K-pop podcasts. You're in one. We should try and do what I I am very impressed by K-pop bands. Yeah, um, I, the lore I pick up on a weekly basis is wild. I I will first apologise uh, for the quality of my mic. I'm not using my usual mic. We shall try and return to normal services as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, for now I'm on a rubbish mic. So I, I do apologise. Um, we, yeah, as I said, we're going to talk about uh, GTA 6 because Rockstar has awoken from its thousand-year slumber, as was foretold. Um, but I thought first, I just wanted to check in with the Gobies, Nate, because it's been a while. Oh, the Gobes, actually. Um, so there's now two main populations. Uh, there's the ones in the hot tank and the ones in the cold tank. Um, so I'm doing an experiment running... A generation at like OG like Gobi boiler temperatures, and another at like sane UK winter room temperature. Um, and yeah, so that's that's going to be interesting. I th- I don't know if I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I've got a new friend as well. Um, oh. The tank on my desk is now I've got a a thirty liter hexagonal tank, which is kind of like a tall column, and I've grown. Um, there's a nice sort of soft leafed shrubby underwater plant called Bucephalus that I've grown over some wood so it's got like a big topiary in it and there's a little um, sort of grubby white better fish in there um, called Henry W. Cavill and the W stands for Warhammer <laughs> oh, oh good old Henners yeah, so he's doing well vitamin H is real and present do gobies prefer oh. one temperature of water to another well, this is what I want to discover because it's, it's like, just you know, like one. Ha- is one half of the gobies having a, a really nice time, and the other is just suffering horribly? I think it's have just you, different ways of suffering. Have you created a two-tier <laughs> society for your gobies? <laughs> you know those Chinese hot pot restaurants where you can get like a you, you, there's a cauldron of soup in the center of the yeah, table, yeah. and you can sometimes have two different soups. That's that's like the Gobi soul, you know. They they like it hot, they like it cold. They just like to live and fight and die. It's, you know. Um, I'm just writing down. It's just different ways of suffering. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jason Statham in the film Crank. Like, yeah. oh, that's boy, a, do I. that's a pretty good model for understanding Gobies because <laughs> <laughs> they can have a normal life, but basically, as you turn the temperature up, just they get turned up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get you. So yeah, it's um, uh, the the a thermometer is basically the intensity dial for a tank of gobies. That's good. Okay, that sort of works on people as well, I suppose. Um, James, normal weekend for you? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was just my little joke, listener. I know it was an abnormal weekend for James. Oh yeah, so uh, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't think you know this, but yeah, no, I got engaged. I got oh, engaged on splendid. Friday night. Oh, thank you. Excellent. 
Thank you, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be Mr. James Archer Dash Senglaver, or Senglave, I think it's, I think it's the, uh, the way I'd of learned, doing it. But... I'd learn to pronounce her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's very exciting. Um, no, no, no. Do you have a good day to wed hard in the the diary yet? No, God, all of the, all of this is like massively overwhelming, like because it, 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 it's kind of like a cycle where you think oh, I I like to get married like at this time of year, but then you look at the then you look at the venues and you see oh maybe it's better to do it this time, but then you look at the venues and you think oh well is the location right? Can we get food there? Like do people have to travel, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. So it's all it's a bit. Yeah, it's it's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. Me sowing versus me reaping tweet. <laughs> it's like me, me getting engaged. Hell yeah, this rocks. Me having to plan a wedding. What? This sucks. What? I'll, I'll, I'll give you three tips for free. Right. Yeah. Fifty tickets for Dudley Zoo. Two cardboard boxes of samosas. <laughs> one grand behind the bar at a Chinese restaurant. Sorted. <laughs> Can I have my it's wedding like, officiated by a gorilla with a yes. Neuralink chip in it? <laughs> he comes down the zip line, gives a sermon, and expires. <laughs> <laughs> Crashes at your feet. Yeah. <laughs> and you can eat him. And he can eat your entree. Gorillas in the mints. Ah! <laughs> I love that Nate received the news of your engagement like a whimsical chocolate factory owner being presented <laughs> with a new kind of cocoa. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's lovely. That's just lovely. <laughs> oh, look, he sprouted wings. <laughs> I must apologise as well, because a few weeks ago, this preamble has gone on a long time, we will get to talking about GTA 6, listener. But a few weeks ago, when you are away, Nate, I made a joke about uh, I asked James, "Have you ever committed to a bit uh, with, you know, the same intensity as uh, someone making a fake video game, like Simpsons video game?" And he said no. And then I was like, oh, that sucks for your girlfriend." <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't fucking say anything because it would have ruined my plans. <laughs> it's like, as, you, as I was ragging on you for being a shit, not committed boyfriend, you had an engagement ring in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She she listens to the podcast as well, so I was like, Tugs collar. That is absolutely remarkable. That's like the scene in Metal Gear Solid where he has to walk through the microwave without grimacing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know who is committed? Get married in GCA, James. <laughs> Hang on, let's always come up with an alternative acronym. So, great times ahead, six. Great times ahead. Ooh, that so is splendid. First, yeah. Excellent. Um, the first GTA 6 trailer. We've got. I hate announcements for trailers. The trailer is an announcement. The first GTA 6 trailer will launch in early December. So soon. And there have been rumblings. Fans have been sort of conspiracy theorizing. Uh, they were really desperate. We've reported this in a number of posts. On rockpapershotgun.com, uh, but uh, they were describing the movement of planes in random GTA promotional art as evidence of forthcoming GTA 6 reveal. Time to intersect with the waning gibbous moon. 
Oh, and then yeah, there was the, the cowboy devil man, and they looked at the negative space in the image and saw a, a Roman numeral six, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's like me- like wasn't... medieval like apocalypse cult. It's great. I love it. I genuinely the the fans of this game that doesn't you know we don't know anything about yet have become like Wiccans, <laughs> just kind of throwing runes of their own device you know, construction and deciding what stuff means. So it's really it, it's really fun. If you, uh, the link to the story will be in the show notes. Uh, but as uh, Edwin, our news editor, pointed out, one question all this raises is to what degree people are taking the piss. It's obvious some of the rumour mongers are in it for the lulls, but the ratio of pranksters to true believers is hard to pin down. But whatever the case, there is going to be a new GCSX trailer before 2023 is out posting on Zitter the developers co-founder Sam Hauser wrote that we are very excited to let you know that in early December we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto um, now I wanted to talk about GTA 6 I wanted to get some predictions given that our predictions for the Steam OLED were so bang on <laughs> I thought it would be fun <laughs> to talk about what we want, what we expect for, what we hope from GTA 6. But also, you know, there's some other stuff to take into account. So the GTA 6 uh, publisher CEO thinks that video game prices are very, very low for what they offer. Um, in an earnings call this week, GTA 6 publisher Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick had a bit to say about the eternally uncontroversial topic of video game prices, which returns, seasons change, as time goes by, uh, and everyone talks about the prices. He cautioned one investor against generalising about the state of game pricing based on the reach of portions of TV and movie subscription services like Netflix. Uh, he shared a little take to his own methodology for calculating video game prices. Uh, in terms of pricing for any entertainment property, basically the algorithm is the value of the expected entertainment usage, which is to say the per hour value times the number <laughs> of <expected hours. laughs> Plus the value is by the customer in ocean. <laughs> Sorry. The relationship between what oh. you get per hour, how many hours you expect to get it, and what you perceive to be the overall value of the thing you're playing. So he thinks that video games are underpriced, but there's not necessarily, I think, you know, uh, going to be a huge markup for GTA 6. Um, but they did also. It came out that they Rockstar, had, the developer Rockstar, had once planned a zombie survival island using the GTA Vice City code, but it was too depressing. Uh, which again, I will link to it in the show notes. Uh, Edward said it sounds like a mixture of GTA Vice City and Legendary Armor Mod DayZ, according to former tech technical director joined Rockstar North in 1995 back when it was called DMA Design and he left in 2009 following the release of GTA 4. GTA 4 I thought was pretty depressing. Hang on this uh, so was this like Red Dead Undead Nightmare but for Vice City because like like synthwave zombies would have been pretty good kinda. He started blogging about the development of several Rockstar games from GTA uh, through to Manhunt and to Council Project like uh, the zombie game that never got made. Uh, and it's an interesting blog if you're interested in Rockstar development in general. Check it out. Again, we'll link to it. Um, but uh, yeah, after Vice City, he said, after Vice City in 2002, 
it was a service within North and it would be nice to do something else, something that was a GTA. Some of the artists wanted to do a zombie survival game. Programmers like fantasy, artists like zombies. Um, Ooh, discuss. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right? So, first of all, let's do some big swing predictions for GTA 6. Where is it going to be set? We've done the sort of LA, you know, Silicon Valley analog. What are what are we going to be doing this time? They're never gonna they're never gonna move it out of the states, are they? You know, for a a, a, a big old game like this. I would love it if they did, and I think they should do Glasgow. But you are <laughs> correct. I don't think they will. Oh, Glasgow would be special, yeah. Yeah. Cardiff. Just re- Cardiff. Re- regional capitals <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> Newcastle. You could have loads of Beatles shit. They'd love that. <laughs> Rome. Rome would Ooh. be a lovely destination, but... You could do all mafia stuff. I think the problem is, like... Knowing what the humour's like in the game, the instant you moved it out of America, it would just become, like, uncomfortable. Like, even more <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, yeah, because the the satire would be pointed, like, elsewhere other than at the US. Yeah. So maybe I, well, it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing. I've I feel like they might do, because they've done sort of, New York, uh, they've done kind of, you know, they, yeah, they've done like LA. I feel like they've, I, I feel like they might go deep south. Oh, that's a good point. I'd they've be more interested. I'd be more interested in that than them just doing uh, what the rumor is that they're just going to do Vice City again, like IE Miami. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, of course, Miami. They've done, yeah. Um, I guess the, I mean, I the, the thing don't. that... I, yeah, I don't really want them to just, like, cycle through the same three cities over and over again. Mm. I think they might. Um, I was just thinking, like, all the, the... The the Southwest stuff that's been in vogue since Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul was all covered by... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's all around, sort of, Los Santos anyway, isn't it? I certainly... I mean, I was a big San Andreas guy, and I remember that's, like crammed in the southwestern states to California to produce the wider map. I can't remember what's yeah. the case. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would love them to, to do a different... Yeah, I'd love them to go deep south and, like, you know, like a Louisiana or something like that, you know, or a Narlands. Is that deep south still? I, I Geographically, I'm not very good at classifying the United States. Pacific Northwest would be a laugh. Yeah, because then you could you could extend that north into like Vancouver and British Columbia, Um, because like Canada's a very interesting place and gets underrepresented, and Mm. you know you've got you've you've got a border there um, for exciting things to happen on. You've got Bigfoot, um, definitely lives there. Again, yeah. that's going. Again, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's technically going out of the US, and I think like Americana is kind of like a big part of GTA. Yeah, that's just like true. the whole the whole, the whole mood. 
Can I pause to interrogate the definitely lives there? <laughs> About Bigfoot there, though. <laughs> that's well, that's it. That's his ends, isn't it? The what Pacific Northwest. Is? Is, Big, is Bigfoot like a missing link? Um, Bigfoot's impossible because there's never been um, primates in North America. But I still like to pretend that's not the case because just the idea of large apes is always a good one. Fair. You, you're, I mean, you're a large apes fan. We know that about you. <laughs> Great team. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so James, the rumor is Vice City again, right? Yeah, apparently. Um, there, Modern there, day or but not? Yeah, there was some, there was some, there was some footage that air quote leaked a while back, which allegedly uh, was like actual f- test footage of GTA Six, and it was yeah, uh, in in set in Vice City, you play as this like Bonnie and Clyde like burglar couple uh who shoot up a denny's or something um it, it it didn't look that interesting to me um assuming assuming it's rep- representative of what they were working on at the time but yeah I, I i've never been i've never been big into gta in general to be honest it i i kind of have a problem with the fact that you always 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 play as an asshole right and, yeah and yeah like it, it it's fiction like it's it's supposed to be satire i guess but there's always there's always like a pretty bad disconnect between the game telling me to go somewhere and do this and do that and me hating my character and wanting to see him like fail miserably in his goals um yeah it's it's i've always thought it's been pretty mean-spirited from a narrative point yeah. of view mm. yeah to yeah. put it bluntly I- I do. I, I know people like to say, you know, it's an amazing satire and stuff. I do. It's not particularly like advanced or like subtle satire. No, I don't think. Like, I don't think it's bad, but it's not like when you're playing GTA, you have one archly, you know, cocked eyebrow. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, society. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Wasted. (laughs) Yeah, which is fine. Um. But it, it, I do, I'm mid into GTA. It was always that game that like the teenage boys were into. And then when I worked in a game store, uh, which I did, when I worked in game, I was the nemesis of all the little boys that came in. Because <laughs> they'd, they'd come in with like their mum and be like, oh yeah, this is what everyone has. And then I would have to... <laughs> To have to have the most awkward conversations with the the mum ever and be like, um, yeah, no, I mean it is up to you. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, so you can engage in hiring a prostitute, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, while this fucking twelve year old was fuming and plotting <laughs> my death. Well, I I I sunk a lot of time into San Andreas, like I said, in the beginning yeah. of the two thousands, and I don't I don't know how that would have aged for me, um, but I know one thing I'd agree with today is that 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 was exactly as silly as I wanted an open world game to be. I think Saints Row franchise was always too zany for me. And other GTA games 
we're a little bit po-faced. I don't know, just the, the mood of San Andreas always sat just about right for me. Um, yeah. And I would be, yeah, like I say, I, I don't know how some of the edginess would have aged, but certainly that level of tongue-in-cheek, I think, is, is comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But I it, doubt that's going to be that level of tongue-in-cheek these days. I don't know. I tried, like, because the thing is, the, like, what is the dominant culture that you'd satire? I think it sort of still is, um, you know, Silicon Valley and, and LA and, and California, basically, isn't it? Or is well, it, am I wrong? I guess with Miami, you've got the whole sort of Florida man um, that's meme true. going from strength to strength. Just, you know, like... Just, and of course, there was the um, what was the AI image of the massive bloke drop kicking an alligator um, that had huge Florida man energy. Uh, that's been a meme recently. I don't know, uh, like yeah, maniacs yeah, yeah. in deep Florida. Um, yeah. And do you know what? Actually, looking at the deep south, I mean, you know, Florida is the cartilaginous proboscis on the goblin of the south. Yeah. <laughs> After all. <Yeah. laughs> Um, so <laughs> if you were going to do um, an embiggened Vice City, I, I may be exposing my ignorance, they may have done this before, but it feels like you could pack a lot of the South into the surrounding area in the same way as the sort of Southwest Desert, um, Southern California stuff in San Andreas, which would be nice. Well, actually, yeah. not unlike the, um, the geography of Red Dead 2, I suppose because um, you could buy her out quite heavily in there. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some swamps. Do you think you'll play GTA 6, Nate, or are you just more Red Dead energy these days? I think uh, if... Uh, there's there's absolutely no doubt about it. Like The setting and the, the mood of Red Dead appeals to me way more. Um, yeah. I do like... I'd be interested to see if I have the same patience for doing things like stacking up loads of fighter planes on a very tall building and jumping off in slow motion while they blow <laughs> blow up behind me. Um, yeah. I used to like doing things like that. Um, yeah, I don't. I've come close to getting GTA Five about probably twelve times since it's come out. So who knows? Maybe maybe this time will be the time. You must be the only person in the world to have not bought GTA Five. I might be. In fact, there probably there could be a price on my head now. Maybe Rox is waiting for me to buy GTA Five before saying our work here is done and releasing six. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as long as I hold out, it. James, are you interested in GTA Six? Uh, not really a GTA fan. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll have to play it for work, and I'll, I'll give it a fair shake because. Um, I don't know, like, the, apparently loads of people love these games, so there must be, like, something. There must be something in there. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a crack. Um, like I say, like I say, I, it'd be nice to... I, I'd like to see GTA do a kind of, like, almost like a tragedy in that you don't start... Okay. Like, you don't start off as this odious prick. You can... I don't know, maybe... Maybe you start off as like a you're forced into a life of crime and it's more of like a downfall uh, situation. Okay. Um, like I, I I will say Rockstar are good at creating moods and vibes. So I think they you know I think they 
do have like the storytelling shops to pull it off if they wanted to. But yeah. at, but at the same time, they pe- people don't seem to have the problem I do. They seem to uh, like doing all the I'd, instant murder. I do think that would be fun. That w- that is essentially a Walter White story, isn't it? So maybe there were. And yeah. I. It would have to be. It would like... have to be. It wouldn't have to be depressing. Like it could still be. It still have this like GTA heightened reality thing where, you, you know, you have these oddball oddball characters and maybe everyone around you is a scumbag. Sure, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can I can give or take the set. I I can care more about the setting. Um, it's more about I care more about like what you actually, who you are and what you do. And what's the largest aeroplane you can steal? <laughs> I did always start, each time I played a GTA game, I would start by obeying all the normal traffic laws. So I would, like, break at red lights and stuff. And <laughs> Why is that and, such like, an <laughs> exhilarating thing to do? Because it is, isn't it? It never lasts, yeah. but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's potentially one of the most euphoric 90 seconds in gaming... <laughs> It's just attempting to role-play a normal car in GTA. Yeah. There's something so transgressive. Guy. Yeah. I think it's because, you know, like, when you engage in play in a video game, a lot of the time you're you're being... Yeah, it, the power fantasy is you're being silly and, and you know, dicky about. But in GTA, this, the you are... It is, as you say, transgressive to be a normie. <laughs> it's the mundane is aspirational. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, jolly good. I mean, it, is there any? Is there like a big swing that you think they definitely won't do, but you would really like them to do in GTA Six? Ooh, yeah. It would be very like if I could. If there was a thing that would get me to it, and do you know what? This isn't uh, totally out of the woods as a satire thing. Um, like if they had a a thinly veiled Elon Musk run Mars colony. Uh, that was a separate map you could visit. Yeah. I genuinely okay. actually think Rockstar could have a decent crack at that. Um, yeah. And it would be very fun because you'd have a third of your mass on Mars and you could play around with low gravity and, you know, uh, have some weird sci-fi stuff in GTA. They definitely would. I feel like it will include an electric car yes. game or side mission of some description. Oh. James, do you have any great, great hopes for GTA Six? Uh, no. Okay, that's fine. Magic. <laughs> that's... Magic. Yeah. <laughs> My real hail mary hope is actually they do like a reverse April Fools, and in in six GTA stands for Gorilla Tricycle Apocalypse, and oh it's a vampire survivors like. Set in uh, Dudley Zoo. There we are. And, uh, <laughs> and are you attacked by gorillas on tricycles, or is the apocalypse happening to a gorilla on a tricycle? Sorry, I'm just panicking because I moved my chair and it sounded exactly like a fart. I thought you. I thought you were blowing. I thought you were blowing your nose. No, no, it creaked, <laughs> and I'm now frozen in a position of intense anxiety. No. To answer your question, you play as the gorilla. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Before we move on, uh, before we move on, I also want to say that 
as a starving Titanfall fan, I do know exactly how GTA 6 would-be fans feel when they say that Rockstar is teasing them, because multiple times, including a big one just a few weeks ago, Respawn have appeared to drop hints at something Titanfall-related and substantial was in the works, and it turned out to be just... And it always turns out to be something for either eight legs or ultimately just a very, very minor Titanfall 2 patch or something. And from a distance, mm. you can absolutely point and say, you know, you are you are seeing, <laughs> you are literally seeing things. <laughs> um, you are believing what you want to believe. But, you know, longing messes with your head. And mm-hmm. so- Do you think um, that, that, that... Do you think it is longing and they were just reading things into the picture of the devil cowboy oh yes there's absolutely think... zero fucking chance that there was actually a <laughs> roman numeral six on that image but some <laughs> but sometimes longing is all you can do in an environment when you know new information about games is so tightly controlled so yeah you know i i don't agree with them but get you know solidarity with the crazy gta fans <laughs> As someone who has seen multiple posts on Reddit from people claiming absolute certainty that I'm nearly finished on books I've never been approached to write, um, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll ask you about that later. That's great. <laughs> yeah. um, but for now, uh, let's move on to games that we have been playing this week. <laughs> James, what have you been playing this week? I've got back into playing Dark Tide, which um, I I so I I feel a bit weird about this. Have I talked about Dark Tide in like the last three or four episodes? Because I can't remember if I I can't remember if I did. I don't (laughs) want to repeat myself. But yes, I have got back into playing Dark Tide. Um, There was an update a while back which like massively expands the like the character builds you can make. Um, and that combined with like they've added a couple of like good new, good new mission types has just got me like way back and into it. And a couple it. of new bangers as well. Yes, yeah, and yes, yeah, and top, topper musics to slay heretics too. Um, my current <laughs> my current favorite is at the moment is I've built like a rock sniper ogren build. Nice. So he's mainly a, he's mainly just about like bull rushing into massive groups and then hacking everyone to death with a, a one-handed knife but he but his his grenade is not so much a grenade as just a piece of rock yes dude which, dude i'm doing the which, same which which like oh, which like sweet. which like kills almost all enemies in one it's hit so and has good. and has obscene range and, yes. like, hard, and hardly any drop so you like you, you you don't have to go like full melee you can have you can have all the fun of wading into massive hordes, but also when there's like a you know a, a specialist uh, uh, Nurgle zombie pot, pot No, it's so good. Just, just throw a rocket clock, and it not clocking the, someone with a slab from half a mile away. It, the the best the best thing is when you're being charged by a mutant, mm-hmm. and if you. And if you connect a rock, they're like they're mem- they they die instantly, but their momentum just keeps sending them flying forward. It's a funny, it's a funny squad. I've never laughed so much playing Dark Tide as I have in like the last two weeks, just because kill- <laughs> killing people by throwing rocks at them is so hilarious. It's they've got the impact just right as well. They have, it's... yeah, and the sound. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, oh, rock, sli- yeah. rock sniper Ogren, try it out. <laughs> 
Ditto. Oh, Same for all of that. <laughs> Nate, are you playing anything different? Uh, what have I been doing? Um, just look on Steam. So I had a. I wandered back to Ring of Pain, the um, the, oh, the, the yeah. game with the owl. Um, that had a new update recently, only a little one, but it's just lovely to see that's still being supported. Um, you know, what else? Uh, I finished up with the um, with the Armenians in Age of Empires. That was a good time. Um, thought about getting to grips with the new Hearthstone expansion. Didn't. Um, yeah, no, it's mostly been the dark tide, actually. It's just, honestly, just a very, very large man hurling a slab of reinforced <laughs> concrete is... Is all the entertainment a person can want sometimes. Uh, so I'm playing a browser game called The Root Trees Are Dead, which is R-O-O-T-T-R-E-E-S. It's sort of a... Like a Tim Scheinman who made those similar browser games that are sort of like Obradin, but you have to, you know, pick the right people and dates and albums and stuff the first one was about 80s music so the root trees are dead is similar to that um in that uh the heirs to a huge family uh, candy company so it's obviously analogous to the round tree family um have died in a car crash so you need to fill out the family tree and get the names and the professions and the um, portraits, photographs with each person. Once you lock in three correctly, then it will give you a thumbs up and then you get a little bit more information. Um, it's really fun. It's not, you know, I, because it is like other games already. It, it's like other games already exist, so it's not hugely groundbreaking. But I think it is very well done. And uh, I've been enjoying it. And it's taken me a while. You have to go through, you know, old diaries and autobiographies and you use because uh, it's set in the 90s so you use like a, a 90s internet access CRT computer to try and find you know records of people in the library and in oh has it got magazine. a fun oh. diegetic UI yeah yeah I nice. like it it's really good uh, and it's yeah free browser game that is on itch um, and I do I recommend if you like puzzly things giving it a go there you go. So that's quite an abbreviated what we've been playing this week. I have been playing something else. But it's it's one of those times where I have to be very smug. Kind of, I can't tell you what it is yet. I will be able to tell you in a couple of weeks. It's GTA 6. <laughs> it is, yeah. G is for gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are freeing James from a good day to wear hard this week because Black Friday. Yes. Black Friday yeah. where can... James is chained to a Black Friday stone of triumph. Well, that that and also, uh, like, the, the whole of PC gaming hardware is, in its entirety, so occupied with Black Friday that it forgot to make anything interesting happen in the last seven days. So no, okay, computers well. are stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, uh, it's not a good day to wear hard. You say it's a good day to buy hard. <laughs> Using RPS affiliate. <laughs> 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 Don't know why I made a tiger man starring, noise. But... <laughs> starring Woos Brillis. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay, but excitingly, I've just 
been promised for some weeks now, but there's some kind of inst- mental tower of jocularity, is there not? There is indeed, yes. Please come in out of the rain and join me in my castle. It sounded like an elephant being sentenced to life in prison. It was meant to be the sound when you click on the castle in Age of Empires 2. Oh, of course, yeah. Sorry, okay. Do you know why? No. Because. Why? It's Age of Empires 2. It's Age of Empires 2. Oh, I've forgotten the theme tune from Age of Empires 2. <laughs> it wasn't a great one, to be honest. Anyway, welcome to the role-playing game. Yeah. Of Age of Empires 2. Can I just ask um, a tiny bit of admin? Could you both bring up on your screen um, a virtual D20 roller? All right. I've got my D20. Same. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, for listeners who've been away for a couple of weeks, um, I believe Alice and James already have their character classes for this adventure. Um, could you could you just revisit those for us, please? So, I'm I'm Dracula on top of a Korean turtle ship. Well, you're you're technically you're the Dracula class multi-classed with the turtle ship. Yes, that's correct. The turtle okay. ship itself is integral to the, the class build, I believe. Are you yeah. Korean or Magyar uh, as your civilization? Korean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. So, um, that means you've got a plus five to pop superstardom and also... <laughs> Uh, a, a damage bonus on any arrows fired from taro, um, towers. So, okay. that's good. Uh, Alice, what about you? I picked the purity of, of just the castle. Pure Sterling Castle. Pure pure castle, yeah. Okay, it's, it's Sterling Castle specifically, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I'm, I'm taking it, um, you're going to be the Celts, civilizationally. So, the, uh, the adventure starts, and um, James, you're in a broad bay. Uh, okay. An inlet to an estuary. Um, you are a, a large warship with an iron shell uh, built over the top to repel enemy arrows. Um, yeah. And you've got an ornate figurehead at your front, which would usually be in the shape of a sort of divine turtle head. Uh, but of course, with you, it's Dracula. Um, <laughs> so imagine a mermaid on the front of a galleon, but it's a real Dracula. Um Wait, so, is, is it, yes, but when you say a real Dracula, like, as in like a, a living Drac, an undead, well, an undead living Dracula, like tied to the front of the ship. Oh no, like is growing that... out of the woods. Um, so almost like a centaur, actually, but where his lower body is a Korean turtle ship. Oh, okay, that weirdly that makes more sense. We, you know, um, your character backstory. This was some sort of Voyage of the Demeter sort of shit show. Um, but there was a curse involved and Dracula fused with the ship. Um, but your friend, Sterling Castle, is in trouble. Um, oh, no. Yeah, because Edward Longshanks, oh, no. the king of England, is planning to hurl boulders at its walls with my fearsome trebuchet, Warwolf. Um, that's the voice of uh, Edward Longshanks. Uh, of course, the villain in Braveheart as well. Um, yeah. His army is encamped across the strait from Stirling Castle, um, mm-hmm. which is not, in fact, in Stirling. It's been teleported for this adventure. <laughs> uh, 
So, James, you're looking at with your vampire vision because it is night time. You yeah. can see uh, you're in the centre of this bay. The sort of where it enters the sea on one side, on one promontory of land, you've got Alice being having boulders held at her walls. And yeah. on the other promontory, you've got um, Edward Longshank's army. In between you um, is a fleet of seven uh, Byzantine fire ships, uh, one demolition ship, and three galleons. Uh, Alice, behind you uh, are, yeah. are an army of 50 woad raiders. Sure. Um, okay. So, yeah, how, um, who's got the highest initiative? Um, roll D20 for me, please, both of you. Four. Four. <laughs> right, and Longshanks gets an eight. So, Alice, you move first. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you can... Okay. <laughs> so, as a castle, yeah. you can produce woad raiders. You can research a unique technology, uh, but you don't know what it is. Okay. Um, you can... Produce fanfare noises to communicate, and you can create a trebuchet. Okay, uh, can I create a trebuchet, please? Yeah, that's your move, okay. Uh, Edward Longshanks, um, James, can I ask you to roll the d20 for me? Uh, yes. And the, that's going to be, we're going to divide it by five to find out how many boulders have been thrown. Okay. Thirteen. Oh, so divided by five, that's going to be... Um, two and a bit boulders. Yeah, two, two boulders and 18 rocks. Uh, <laughs> so, Alice, if you could... You've got 2,392 hit points left. <laughs> you won't take too many more boulders like that. All right, James, your move. Can I, I, can I charge forward and bite... The demo, the big demo ship. Um, you definitely can bite bite boats, and you can absorb some of their characteristics. But I'm just saying, a demo ship, you know, you can deal with it's this sort of range. Okay, okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the the D and D player everyone hates and play very safely by launching a broadside yeah. at the demo ship from range. Okay, excellent. Can you um can you roll the D twenty three times? You're looking for twelves to hit. Okay, seven <laughs> splash. Nine. Splash. I'm getting there. 20. Kaboom, Aroonies! Oh, okay. Roll another d20 for how many other ships it takes out. Five. Nice. Were there there only other three ships? Uh, No, there were seven fire ships, but that's taken out four of them and one of the galleons. There's two. Can I just ask how would the Dracula ship wear trousers? So I want you to imagine Dracula's got like a, a waistcoat that starts like a normal person waistcoat, but then becomes like a big top. Okay. And that's sort of over the front half of the ship. I'm glad you asked. Okay. Good, His... thank you, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got three fire ships left, two galleons, uh, and they're all, they're kind of panicked, so that's great. Edward Longshanks is, is pretty angry about that. What? Someone wishes to stop me throwing boulders at Stirling Castle. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Okay, so we're on to the second round. Eleven. Nine. Oh, I'm afraid it's fourteen for Longshanks. Oh, uh, so he's got some transport ships, and uh, he's uh, one transport ship has got ten cavaliers in it. 
One has ten longbowmen, and the other one has ten men-at-arms. And they're now about to land behind Stirling Castle, where they'll surely make short work of the uh, of the Wode Raiders. All right, Dra- Dracula boat, you're up. <laughs> you like, like can turn into bats? Yeah, bats, can, mist, or dogs. Can, can, can bats fly faster than the ramming speed of a Dracula ship? Oh, 100%, yeah. Okay, so I, I think I need to abandon my attack on the Armada and go help Stirling Castle. So I think I'll transform into bats. Yep. And, yeah, move over to a defensive position next to the castle. Okay, cool. Um, we're just going to see how well you manage the best of both worlds here. Give me a d20 roll. Eight. Okay, it's a, it's not bad. They're, they're armoured bats. Um, oh, nice. And there's a, a decent block <laughs> of them. Okay, and what are you going to do with them? Harass, um, harass the landing party. Okay, interesting. So yeah, that's that's quite a good strat. All right, Alice, how are you gonna how are you gonna work with that? So you got these little armored bats wheeling yeah. in the sky, and they're like they're doing little wooden iron shits uh, on the transport ships to harass and worry them. Um, Can I try and take out the landing ship? Oh yeah, your trebuchet is actually complete now. Um, yeah, so, so I'd like to aim at the the landing. Okay, which one? Do you want to hit the longbows, the cavaliers, or the men at arms? Uh, the longbows. Okay, so that's um, that's a minus five to hit because it's a moving ship. Um, okay. You haven't researched unique technology, have you? No. Oh, that's that's a big shame. But okay, that's that's going to be. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that's gonna be uh it's well, it would have been fuck it would it radar right is that it <laughs> it just would have given you basically the celt uh, unique technology is is well no hang on the celt civilizational bonus i do beg your pardon is faster firing artillery so you've got two shots here but i'm right. gonna need an eight or under to hit 14 uh first first one to bust try again uh 16 okay Give me um, give me another d20. If you get in the upper half of the range, you're going to hit uh, the Armada. Four. Oh, no. <laughs> so Artillery has not been kind to you. Okay. Whiffed the it. battle is underway um, between <laughs> the Wode Raiders uh, and the, the invading troops with the bats. Uh, Alice, do you want to okay. fire any arrows at the transports? You could probably still take one out, but it'll be random. Yeah, let's, yeah 100%. percent Right, give me a 12 plus. Two. <laughs> uh, I'm, another D6 boulders are hitting you. Hold on. Okay. Hold it. Your health is down to 2,109 hit points. Oh my god. You're going to pull this uh, one out for us, Drac? You, you said I get a bonus to, what was it, arrows fired from towers? Yes, that's right. Um, but I as, I, as a ship, do not have towers myself. Can I, <laughs> can I fly up above the castle? Reform the ship so that it's like parked on top of Stirling Castle's towers, and then fire arrows from it. No, your cannons will outrange Edward's trebuchet. This is genius. You're saying fire my you're saying fire my broadside cannons directly at Longshanks. Yeah, if you can manifest yeah. the um, the boat on top of the castle, you'll get a range and a damage advantage from being on high ground. This. Uh, yeah, All right, this, yeah, let's do that. Solid, let's do that. Yeah. All right, just give me a twenty for the um, 
ac- the the accuracy of the transformation. Sixteen. Oh, that's very good. Um, so the 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 boat, yep, square on top of the castle, broadsides pointed across the bay. Uh, there's not enough of the armada left to challenge you significantly, and uh, you can fire your cannons out of a big like bat head as well, which is very cool. <laughs> Alice, what's your what's your move here? Your uh, your woad raiders. Mm. There's about eight or nine of them left after fighting off the landing party. Um, you are down to 1800s health now because some of the cavaliers got through and hit you with their swords. Is there a way? Because I was going to ask if I could turn my woad raiders into vampires. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah. Well, if technically, if they drink some of the castle's blood, well, no, some of the boat's blood. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, it's, n- it's a gruesome transformation. A lot of boat blood is shed in the process. <laughs> so you can have them lap it up, sure. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, I'd, yeah, I'd like to turn them into vampires and because I'm really regretting not having multi-classed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, they're, they're now vampires. Uh, would you like to get, okay. send them into, uh, into one of the transport ships? They're quite yes, damaged, please. but, you know. No, let's just throw them into the fray. Cool, okay. Um, they're headed across the strait. Um, are there any wolves nearby that they could make <laughs> owl? Uh, well, the trebuchet, <laughs> Edward Longshanks' trebuchet is, of course, nicknamed Warwolf. <gasps> oh, can my vampires control Warwolf, please? <laughs> oh, my... Oh, you you mischievous <laughs> devil. Right, give me a D20 <laughs> roll. You're going to need a 15 plus. Oh, I got a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> now my trebuchet warwolf controls your woad raiders. Oh, no. They I all launch their heads at you. <laughs> <laughs> Each landing at the force of a boulder. You're down to a mere 817 hit points. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> James, I mean, I'm I'm woozy because I've lost a lot of blood, but I think we have, <laughs> I think we need to go for broke and just open the fire on a on Longshanks. Yeah. Yes, particularly as we've been recording for an hour already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're gonna need to roll a natural twenty. Wink. Go for it, champ. <laughs> Five. <laughs> What's that? A 20? natural twenty? No way! <laughs> <laughs> That's Dracula's music. Um... <laughs> By God! <laughs> you activate all of your vampire powers at once, and a mist of bats blasts out of your main cannon, um, hitting Warwolf the Trebuchet hard enough to break the psychic link with the Woad Raiders, who turn the boat around. Headless, still, uh, yeah. but they're very cross at having no heads. They run out, and they just let MMA Edward Longshanks <laughs> into dust. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you were the Age of Empires all along. Age of Empires 2, the role-playing game. Fuck off, that king had a family. 
Thank you, Nate. Thank that you, was Nate. Deranged. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> that just about does it for this week's episode of the. I can't even remember the name of the fucking show. The Electronic <laughs> Wireless Show. Dracula's <laughs> Every week on Dracula's Age of Empires role-playing podcast, we recommend something that is not a Dracula's Age of Empire role-playing game. James, what are you recommending this week? Uh, so I've been watching and enjoying Scott Pilgrim Takes Off on Netflix. This is uh, oh. this is a kind of... It's a bit odd. It's a, like a transmedia mashup anime adaptation of Scott Pilgrim because it has the art style of the original graphics novel and the cast of the 2010 live action film doing the voices. Oh, okay. I quite liked uh, that. And initially I, initially, I wasn't that into it because the first episode was largely just another version of the film, but without Edgar Wright's directing and editing, so not as fun. But then... No spoilers, but at the end of that episode, it spins off into this completely different, almost what-if style story that has all the same characters, but isn't based on an existing Scott Pilgrim story at all. And since then, it's been very, very entertaining. Uh, especially since the, fil- the film is kind of like prime before they were famous material. So, right. so, now, so now this, Scott Pilgrim takes off, has, his, has proper like big shot actors like Chris Evans and Brie Larson playing completely against type doing these like cretinous weirdo characters uh which is great fun i love it big fan uh, where can i watch hey. it uh netflix splendid oh, it does sound like a laugh splendid excellent uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna recommend um a friend of mine uh has a book coming out next year his name is Richie Craven. You may know him as the man who did a Twitter thread about having the best Christmas in the world um, by working at Marks and Spencer and then getting an entire Christmas dinner for free, basically. Um, that, that I, I'm, I'm underselling him. He's much more than one Twitter thread. <laughs> um, he, but he's written a book. It's called Spirit Level. Uh, it's about a... A uh, young man, or youngish man, I guess, who um, his friend dies in a drunk driving accident, and then he discovers that he can see him as a ghost and speak to him, but only when he's drunk. And uh, it's a very kind of uh, witty and very funny book about, you know, grief and living and having to be a person. And it's very relatable as well. And it's, you know, I, I don't know why, and do you know what? If you don't feel the same, that's fine. But I appreciate people who talk about mental illness in a way that is, and mental health, in a way that is not, like, you know, really too gentle. Because, like, you know, he describes, in, in the book, the character says, like, you know, that he feels mental. Yeah. And I say, I say that, you know, because when, you know, when I'm having a bad time, no, I say that too. One hundred. It feels like that, you know, and um, yeah, it's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know, it's a very evocative word, but you also, you know, it's a word people use. I think that's fine, and it's that sort of like level of kind of relatable and normal and normal person, and it's sort of uplit, but without being like too kind of cute and like smug. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, it's not out till next year, like I said, but it's uh, on pre-order now. Spirit Level by Richie Craven. 
That is my nice. recommendation. Uh, Nate, what are you recommending this week? Uh, so this is something I discovered through Steam, but it's not... Well, oh God, we'd be descending into an abyss of discourse by talking about whether it's a game or not, but it's not what you traditionally think of as one. Um, it's uh, a animated film called South Scrimshaw Part 1, which I heard of a long time ago, and it sounded so up my street, I've been refusing experiencing it until this week. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It is a uh, documentary um, about an alien whale, and it, as a work of speculative biology, it is absolutely top-notch. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. Very moving. Uh, beautifully, beautifully illustrated. Uh, and although, as I say, I wouldn't call it a game, uh, it's got some um, hyperlink elements with some really, really great world-building tangents. Uh, very witty little bit of storytelling uh, in there. Yeah, great stuff. South Scrimshaw, um, part one. I think there's two more to come. But uh, I, I'm absolutely blown away by it. Well, that's great. Um, a bonus recommendation uh, this week, because you can email us at podcast at robpapershotgun.com. And congratulations to uh, Zach, fake last name, who's a solo dev, whose game Malkin, which is a hand-drawn RPG came out on the 17th of this month. I have not played it yet, but it looks very interesting, moody. Check it out, and thank you for your kind words, Zach, when you emailed in. If you want to say something nice to us, then, like Zach, you can email podcast at rollpapershotgun.com. Nasty things get filtered out. But nobody has. I'm joking. Nobody's, everyone's been very nice. But you can also email us questions, suggestions, feedback, your predictions for GTA, anything you want, basically. You can find Rogue Paper Shotgun on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, X. It's the same as Twitter. Blue Sky, I think it's on now. Just search Rock Paper Shotgun on your favourite social medias. It'll probably turn up. I don't know. Uh, but for all of your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. But for now, it is goodbye from me, Alice Bell. And it's goodbye from James. And it's goodbye from Nate. Boulders! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>